0: Welcome back to Field Notes by AgChoice, an educational podcast focused on inspiring growth in our families, businesses, and rural communities. Thanks for listening. This week's Field Notes is another feature from the AgBizCast podcast, which shares inspiring stories of young, beginning, and small farmers. Today's episode is an interview with Eliza Walton, a beef farmer and feed mill owner and operator in Center County, Pennsylvania. Be sure to look for and subscribe to AgBizCast on your favorite podcast platform to hear more stories from young and beginning farmers like Eliza. Here's today's episode. My
1: name is Iris Peters, and with me today is Eliza Walton, farmer, feed mill operator, and Masters graduate. Eliza, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. All right, let's get started with our questions. So Eliza, can you uh, tell us about your operation, just some history and how you got started with it?
2: Yeah, so a little background on me. Uh, I grew up on a farm in Chester County, Pennsylvania. and I started 4-H when I was nine with two dairy heifers. Uh, The next year, my uncle Frank got me into showing Angus cattle, and I started with four show heifers that year and a steer. And so I always say that my cattle operation is actually a 4-H project gone bad because those four heifers have turned into a cow-calf herd of about, like, 40 brood cows now. So, Um, and I went to Penn state for animal science, uh, with a minor in ag business. Um, and then after college, I started working for my dad, um, when he bought the feed mill in center County and I worked for him at the mill for six years before I bought it in 2013. Um, so I now live in spring mills, center County, Pennsylvania, uh, with my boyfriend, Chris, and, uh, we farmed together though. He actually had the farm and I had the cows. So it kind of worked out well. Um, And the farm is 148 acres uh, with about 100 acres of it is now fenced for pasture. Um, And we also rent two neighboring pastures and we rotationally graze the cow herd for about eight months out of the year. And we started Sinking Creek Meats together. It's an LLC in 2019 uh, to market our beef directly to consumers. And so we currently sell our meat by appointment at the farm or in the store here at the feed mill. Um, and through an online farmer's market in State College.
1: Nice. Thank you for sharing. Um, so can you tell our listeners why you enjoy farming and what inspires you to stay in the business?
2: Uh, I really enjoy like working with cattle. I love calving season when all the babies are running around the farm and they bounce around out in the field. And I like watching them grow and mature into the kind of functional cattle that I want to have on the farm. So I love selling beef to people and hearing them like rave about how delicious it is. Um, like as with most beef producers, we eat our own beef all the time and we never buy it in the store. And while we know it's good stuff, like we don't realize how different it can be from like commercially available beef that most consumers are used to. So I guess that's kind of the stuff that like keeps me going every day, keeps me getting up early and, you know, staying out in the barn until dark, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, there's definitely a, a big difference between store-bought meat right from the farm and then once you get used to it, Yeah. don't appreciate it as much until you realize the difference. It's great. Uh, So what was the biggest challenge in um, starting your farm?
2: Well, starting like our particular farm, um, you know, it worked out well that that Chris had the farm and I had the cows, like I said. Uh, Prior to that, I rented a farm and like the feed mill actually rented it for the cropland and then it happened to have barns and pastures. So I was able to you know, use the mill as a way to kind of like fund, you know, they were getting the cropland out of that deal. Um, But I think for a lot of young and beginning farmers, like if you don't already have a family farm, then like finding a property that you can rent or buy, like would be the biggest, um, biggest challenge getting started.
1: Definitely. Do you want to share with our listeners, maybe one of your favorite memories from over the years of your farm and the business?
2: Yeah, so this one was actually really tough for me. And I was like, why am I so stumped by this question? Because there are a lot of good memories. Um, But like a recent one that sticks out to me would be uh, this spring. Um, we had our first baldy calf born here on the farm. So I've always been a purebred Angus breeder, registered Angus over the years. But we started working with the profit team from Penn State. And through that, you know, we worked on our heifer development program and we have worked on kind of becoming more of a commercial operation. And so those Baldy cabs that were born this spring was the result of like two years worth of work with the profit team and just kind of seeing that all like kind of come together and it was like a sign of progress. So I think that was probably the most recent um, one for me that sticks out.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. Um, so kind of talking off of that, and then you mentioned uh, your boyfriend, Chris, that you also work with. What do you envision for the
2: future of your farm? I'd like to expand the meat shop to include like an on-farm retail store. And ideally we would put most of our calf crop through the store as beef instead of selling feeder calves. So that would really entail like expanding the the meat side of our business and trying to do, you know, increasing our direct to consumer sales uh, rather than just a commodity of feeder calves or like commercial beef to a sale barn or something like that. So, you know, we worked with NRCS to finally get all that pasture grant you know, together. So that's how we, we fenced the additional 70 acres this past year. So it's kind of all been working towards being able to expand the cow herd as well as, um, you know, have more room uh, to finish animals in the barn and stuff like that. So I think that's our goal uh, going forward is to, to market all of our beef ourselves.
1: Nice. And you are an AgBiz Master's graduate. So do you mind telling our listeners in your own words, what does AgBiz Master's teach young and beginning farmers like yourself?
2: I think the AgBiz Master's program is a practical introduction to finance and farm financial management. So in college, I had a few accounting classes and I like absolutely hated them. And it turns out that I should have paid a lot more attention because that's now a huge part of what I do every day for the mill and at home. Like I had to learn QuickBooks um, and kind of basic accounting functions that go along with that to do our bookkeeping and the bookkeeping for the farm, you know, preparing uh, financials to talk with the bank and stuff like that. So the class really introduces students to the balance sheet, the PL, statement of cash flows, budgets, and other critical financial tools. And I think it's a great place for young farmers to start. So I always recommend this class.
1: Definitely. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so kind of going off of that same question, uh, how did AgBiz Masters help you improve your operation and what changes did you see in it after completing the program?
2: Um, I took the class in 2014. So it was right after I purchased the mill in 2013. So I had already worked with the Small Business Development Center on a business plan and preparing the financials so that I could convince the bank to like give me all that money. But it also showed me how much more I needed to learn if I was actually going to stay in business. So this class helped me to understand the financial documents better and to start to evaluate the health of my business on a regular basis and to feel more comfortable. You know, after taking the course, I was felt more comfortable talking with lenders and you know being able to, you know, take a critical look at my financials and, and uh kind of see the way that they might be viewing them as well. So I think that it really did help me prepare more for for that role in the business.
1: Definitely. And one last final question before we wrap up today. Um, What piece of advice do you have for younger beginning farmers that are looking to start their own business like yours?
2: First thing I recommend, uh, you know, that they should take a class like AgViz Masters, but also to take advantage of all the low cost and free learning opportunities out there. You know, AgViz Masters is an option or uh, the Small Business Development Center, Um, which is free. And they have, I think, 16 centers around the state. Um, You know, it's part of, well, the one that I work with up here is part of Penn State, but they have them at other universities around the state as well. And so the Small Business Development Center helped me to evaluate the opportunity and access the feasibility of the plan that I was writing for Martin's Feed. And so these are great resources to utilize. And by taking the time to think through the plan, I felt more confident in purchasing the mill. And it's also a great way to develop a relationship with a lending partner or a business contact who can help with future networking opportunities. Uh, My small business development advisor nominated me for another program a few years later. So it never hurts to get to know your lenders and advisors, and they can help you in a lot of ways. Also, Penn State Extension offers some great resources. We applied for a grant from the Center for Beef Excellence that encouraged us to form the profit team. And so we asked Dr. Tara Felix and Dustin Heater from Penn State Extension to be on our profit team. And they helped us improve our heifer development program on the farm. And Dr. Felix made the fantastic suggestion to buy a scale with the grant money. And that's been like the one piece of cattle equipment that I didn't think that I needed. And now I couldn't imagine not having. And so just like I didn't have, I didn't know what I didn't know. So I would never have thought to get one. But there are tons of great free resources out there. And uh, so my advice would be to look for the learning opportunities and take advantage of all of them.
1: Wonderful. And I think those are some great resources for our listeners um, today.
0: If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review, plus subscribe and share it with a friend. As always, you can head over to agchoice.com slash to view the transcript and listen to other episodes. To catch all the latest from us, follow along on Facebook and Instagram at Ag Choice Farm Credit.